Yeah. You're an itty bitty bitch. <laughs> yeah. Nigga. It suck my dick, nigga. Hey, I know y'all hell want me in jail, but I'm a stunt cause I'm a baller. I damn near get my heart to that bitch, still don't make time to call her. I stop beefing with the ops, I'm all off in the mama here trying to make it, give me that box. Thought she was committed, but she a fucking off on my pockets. She reached back, putting paws all on my balls, and I ain't gonna stop her. Oh, I know when you top it off, you finna swallow all, all off. I come outside looking better than a bad bitch, a bad bitch probably can't even hop. Hey, I Nah, bitch, how to ha 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 your bitch to the bank I'm the type to take a nigga whole bitch and I don't give a fuck what he say I'm the type to disrespect a nigga whole set, give a fuck what he say I know that y'all bitches want me in jail, but I'm gonna keep stunning All this pave in my diamond set, call me three shum Back in school, them teachers called me fools, said I would be nothing I know that it hurt they soul whenever they see me stunning Came back to my high school in Lambos and Jazz Bitch, you was in class, I was out there chasing I'm in my trap, booming like 2010 I still feel like I'm OJ, the juice, man, I make the trap Ayy, this here for my trappers, selling work from round away You know like my price, well look, I don't know what to say uh, Trap house booming 25, ayy, bitch, you know I feel like OJ, the juice, man, I make the trap Ayy, this here for my trappers, selling work from round away You know like my price, well look, I don't know what to say uh, Trap house booming 25, ayy, bitch, you know I feel like yeah. Bitch, I feel like, yeah, in this flat with a big old mat yeah. In a tire all black, yeah, I'm this sniper that's fat Until they let my papers, I'm just paid to get you wet And ain't nothing to get you Peter Roll, got Pico flipping sack I can always go back to trap, I never get tired of the rap They know I hit that slab and I put vitamins in the crack, yeah And I'm popping for all the life Travel selling work from round away. You know, like my price, well, look, I don't know what to say. Uh, trap house booming 25, ayy, bitch, you know, I feel like OJ the juice, man, I make the trap, ayy. This here for my travel selling work from round away. You know, like my price, well, look, I don't know what to say. Uh, trap house booming 25, ayy, bitch, you know, I feel like. What's up, everybody? This is Hatiana from the Hardfield Podcast, and I'm back again with another episode. It is episode eight, and of course, I'm glad to be back. This is going to be an interesting episode, to say the least. I'm gonna give you guys a little life update 
um, talk about what's been going on in these internet streets and so much more. So, disclaimer, if you hear some scratching in the background, that's Nova being annoying as fuck. <laughs> she's actually, um, she's actually been up, uh, pretty much all, not all night. Um, we took a, listen, I'm a napper, so we took a couple of naps together. Um, oh, what am I saying? Um, so I actually got Nova again. I'm watching her for a week while her mommy is out of town. Shout out to Raven. Um, and it's been quite the experience this time. So, um, it turns out that I'm actually allergic to Nova. Well, I think I'm probably just allergic to cats, period. <coughs> now, when I talked to her mom, she did tell me that because she is an older cat, she is shedding a lot more. So that would definitely explain why. Um, anybody who knows me knows that I'm pretty much allergic to everything. My skin is horrible because I, I react to everything in my environment or that's around me or whatever the case may be. So yeah, but um, I had to take my inhaler. <laughs> it's been crazy. <laughs> I had to take my inhaler and um, I, asked, I actually took uh, two allergy pills um, because I was over here having sneeze attacks, child. Like it, it was crazy. So, um, <coughs> I did that. I was on FaceTime talking and they were like, are you wheezing? And I was like, oh shit, I am. So if I sound a little bit diff different this episode, if I sound like groggy, if I just sound like, you know, all over the place, please excuse me again. Please excuse the noise in the background. Cause this girl is up. And doing the most. And y'all can, you know, probably hear the birds outside as well because it's Sunday morning. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Um, funny enough, the last time I had watched her or whatever, the, the last time I watched her, I was kind of like skeptical about like if I was really allergic to her or not because, um, the season had just changed and then I also got her as well. So I ended up getting like this huge rash on um I ended up getting this huge rash on my chest and yeah it 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 it, it wasn't good I, I ended up getting this huge like rash on my chest and at first it was just like itching a lot and of course because I'm an itcher and a picker like um my whole chest just like turned uh red or whatever the case may be and now I'm left with they're like minor scars or whatever they'll go away but they're still scars just the same um skin update so my skin is fucking horrible how i know this for a fact you know how like you look in your mirror every day and you don't really see like anything um anything like really wrong with yourself so over the weekend i finally have gotten my new phone and i had to wait for my sim card to come in and stuff like that i ended up let me see what kind of phone did i get i got a galaxy a32 5g um, <clears throat> as I told you on previous episodes, they had like a promotion going on and different things like that. So I was just like, I need a new phone anyway. Um, I was tired. I would have never even switched phones if my charger port was acting right, but it just, it's just been acting crazy. So I was just like, I just need a new motherfucking phone. Needless to say, I had to wait like two months to get the goddamn phone, but here we are. So anyway, um, how <laughs> I come to find out that my scars are like really really bad um is the, the the damn camera on the goddamn phone 
So, of course, you know, you testing everything out, mics, all of that, blah, blah, blah. I look in the fucking camera and, child, you could see everything. I mean, like, every every cut, every bruise, every puffy eye, nigga, every dark spot. Like, just every fucking thing. And, child, that put me in a motherfucking depression. A quick little depression. You know what I'm saying? Just because, you know, obviously, you have something new. And at first, I was saying, like, I hate this fucking phone. Like, I legit was about to pay to get another phone. But I'm not going to do that. This phone was motherfucking free. And, honestly, this is, you know, reality. Like, it just is what the fuck it is. But it's just so funny how, like, when you look at yourself in different mirrors and different lights, like it doesn't pick up or isn't that as intense as when you are looking at it through something else. So pretty much like I just was just like, okay, well, the, the plus side of this is that I got a bomb ass camera. The downside of this is that I need to get rid of these dark spots. <laughs> so um, like, like for whatever reason, um, they have been like on my like on my joy line and like my neck a lot. And I just been like really breaking out lately. I don't know if it's because of stress or what or whatever the case may be, but child, these motherfuckers gotta go. Um, so a part of, and I, I get like, um, I get like breakouts like on my body too. And I was doing some research and found out that it's folliculitis. Like if you ever had like, um, a situation where you might like break out between like your thighs or your legs or even on your back and different things like that is because of the hair follicles that are clogged up and um the dirt and debris that sounds crazy I know trust me I shower I wash my ass (laughs) but the the dirt and debris Um, the dirt and debris and the oils that are clogging your, uh, what's the names? And it's funny because like when I'm picking my skin, because I am a picker and that's pretty much why I have dark spots. Um, it literally is hair. Like it'll be like, um, hard sebum. If you don't know what sebum is, that's just like oil. Um, it'll be like sebum and then it'll be like attached to like a little hair. So I know what it is. Um, yeah. So I just ordered um, these medication product products or whatever the case may be that are clear up the folliculitis. And I also ordered some, uh, antibacterial soap for my body as well, just so that it will calm it down. And they all, I'm, I'm the kind of person who does like extensive fucking research. As y'all know, over the last couple of months, like I've been researching and lightning creams, I've been researching and calming, um, oils to like aid, like keep my skin, like, relaxed and I've also been investing in like you know natural soaps like the turmeric soaps that I um be getting from um uh ancient cosmetics and shit like that so anyway um yeah so that had me in a depression for about like a day or whatever the case may be but I understand like it's not the phone it's literally just the fact that I have these dark marks that are just like pissing me off or whatever the case may be. And I'm the kind of person who wants to look good without my makeup on. So it's not even just like, Oh, like, uh, put your makeup on it. No, no. And I'm in a house. Like most of the time, I would say 98% of the time, any fucking way. So why the fuck am I putting on makeup? If I'm just going to be in a motherfucking crib, that just doesn't make any sense. So yeah, well, that being said, my skin is motherfucking horrible. I actually was supposed to go to a chemical pill this last Monday, but I had to cancel for, I forgot why I had to cancel. Oh yeah, because I had a scar on my nose and I know they wasn't going to, um, 
I know they wasn't going to go over that with the peel or whatever, because it probably would have caused more damage. So I decided to like, you know what, I'm just going to wait. And she told me that they had availability for uh, the 30th. So I'm actually going up to Patroon, uh, Patroon Creek and, you know, getting it there. So, yeah, hopefully this works out. Um, through this chemical pill, basically what I want to do is, um, what's the word? Um, even out the texture of my skin and, of course, get rid of the dark spots. Like, those are my only two, like, issues. Um, I still have scarring from the first time that I stupidly had, um, did my own TCA chemical pill and I pretty much gave myself a third degree burn on both sides of my face but only the uh right side is affected like the most like you can definitely see it and like I said I'm just too old to be going through all of these fucking problems and I even consider like Accutane and I know that shit can be wild expensive but I'm really at the point where I'm just like I will pay any fucking amount of money to not have to deal with this no more like that's how much it's like causing me to feel like a kind of way it's causing me to hate looking at my body and I know that sounds crazy and you should you know love yourself and all this kind of third I love myself I just hate the condition that I'm in right now and I already know I have to have patience I have to do this I have to do that in the third but naturally I am an impatient person and I have been going through this since when did this start May 2020 <clears throat> So, yeah, it's been too fucking long. Like, this girl is fucking crazy. She's literally, I don't know, understand why she's acting like this. Maybe because she hears me, like, talking or whatever. But, like, she be, like, you know, rambunctious a little bit, but never this much. She must be like, you know, fuck you and your show. I hear you, my girl. Anyway, So, yes, I have to continue to be patient with myself. I have to continue to figure out, like, different natural remedies and things like that. Well, currently, what I'm doing is a turmeric and honey mask to hopefully lighten up my spots. When I first had burned my face, like, really, really bad, that's how I ended up clearing up my dark spots before. And to be honest with you, I don't even know why I stopped doing it. I really don't. <laughs> but um, that's what I was doing before. <clears throat> And I was also using, what was that, uh, sea moss gel on my face. And I also was using like aloe vera as well. Like I was using those three things in order to calm and clear up my dark spots. And it actually worked really well. When I went to my first esthetician appointment, it was crazy because obviously, you know, I was going going in there to get rid of the, um, the, the scarring and stuff like that. But she was telling me like, your face is pretty much clear. Like she was like, we're not going to have to do much on you. But when they had did like the micro needling on me and stuff like that, my face immediately broke out. It was just like, what the fuck? So I've done the micro needling. I've done the fucking expensive ass fucking laser treatments and things like that. Now, um, I'm, I'm willing and able to try the chemical pill. And like I said, no amount of fucking money is too much. (laughs) Like, no amount of money is too much. And, you know, as a woman, you know, we care about our beauty. We care about looking youthful. We care about all of that kind of different stuff. And your face is the first thing that everybody fucking sees. So, um, yeah. 
like I said, I've been like breaking out on my shoulders a lot, my back, just child. It's, oh, it's making me irritated just thinking about it. But yeah, so over time, I am just trying to try my best to be as patient as possible and figure out how I could, you know, get this shit together and hopefully we can figure it out. Anyway, enough of me sitting on my soapbox. So, um, I know it's been like a week. I know the news had been came out or whatever the case may be, but I definitely want to say, um, and give my condolences to Biz Marquis and his family and fans. Um, you know, everybody knows he just died a couple of days ago. He is a hip hop giant, an icon, a legend. A lot of people might know him for the song, just a friend that he did with Mario that we grew up on. But yes, um, I wanted to say and give my respects and condolences to him. Um, I also found out that my cousin, my big cousin, Haji, um, lost a wife and my little cousin Haji lost a mom yesterday and I want to say RIP to Catrice um I seen that shit at like seven o'clock like seven something in the morning and I'm scrolling and um I see her picture and for I didn't even read the caption I just seen that he posted her and it was just like you know how you just know something before you you know you know something before you know And then I read the caption and I was just like, fuck. And then, you know, it was mentioned that he actually found out why he was, you know, at work (coughs) doing his overnight. And I'm not sure who told him, but um, I just want to say that Catrice was a wonderful woman. Um, She was always just like so sweet to me. Like we had never met. And she used to say all the time, like, yeah, you need to come down here, you know, um, you know, my little cousin raps or whatever the case may be. So she was just like talking about starting family businesses and just doing and just like, you know, all getting together and collaborating and just, you know, she just always wanted me to come down there. And it's crazy because I don't know who, what she got, what point of reference she got from me, whether it was like, um, hearing stories from like my big cousin Haji or whatever the case may be, but she just like contacted me one day and just started talking to me. Like she knew me forever. It was crazy. And then since then, like she would check up on me, see how I was doing. You know what I'm saying? I would hit her up, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, family business type shit. And yo, she was just always so down to earth and so freaking sweet. Like one of the freaking, like one of the sweetest people I've never met. So serious. And we used to be in the unbox having like mad, like long conversations. And it's, it's just crazy how you can connect with somebody who you haven't even met before. But she was just all about having family together and just, you know, and just, she was just like a light, you know, she was really, the one thing that I really, really loved about her is that she was always so supportive of not only just her family, but of my little cousin's career. And I told him one day, like, yo, you don't even understand how jealous I am like of you because you have like this mom who was just like pushing you to like and he finds it of course annoying like like I say all the, like not all the time but what I've said in the past is you know p- privilege is blind to the person who has it and it's a privilege to have a parent to push you and believe you and just like literally be your number one fan like that was her 
You know what I'm saying? And I, and I told him like, yo, I'm jealous of you. Like, I wish I had that push. I wish I had that, you know, somebody pushing me and behind me and backing me and just like seeing me through all of like my stuff. And, you know, he's been at this since he was like really young and his parents are just like super supportive of him and his dreams or whatever. And it was just like really dope to see. But like I said, she really believed in this kid. And I remember her first telling me like, yo, like, um, check out his mixtape. And you know how that shit goes sometime where, you know, you get a mixtape from like a family member or something like that. And <laughs> you just kind of like put it to the wayside. Like, yeah, I get around to it. I listened to that shit and I was like, wow, like this kid is really fucking dope. And then like on top of that, like, it, he he had a sound that I just never heard before, and I thought it was unique. I thought it was fresh. I thought it was dope and shit like that. And I was just, you know, and then we started talking, you know what I'm saying? And we started building our bonds and shit like that. And I know I haven't talked to him for some time now, but I just want to tell him that I love him. You know what I'm saying? I want to tell Big, you know, Haji, that I love him. They daughter, I love y'all. Like, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't freaking imagine losing my mom. <laughs> like, listen... I'm I'm literally only going to say that once because things happen crazy like you know what I'm saying and then like when my mom she just recently had posted like this thing about how like uh the cases the CDC had posted like just different cases of the covid thing just coming back it, the numbers are going back up into the thousands and yo I'm I'm worried for her and I can't just reach out and touch her. I can't be there for her. I'm telling y'all, I was so scared. My mother didn't answer the phone one day. From here, nigga, I did uh, what's that shit called? A wellness, a wellness check. <laughs> Yo, and she was so like, and she was so irritated. But I didn't give a fuck because I need to figure out what the fuck is going on with you. You, you not answering your motherfucking phone. I'm calling you back to back to back to back to back to back. So what I did was she had sent me some mail up here, whatever the case may be. I ended up calling the county jail and I was like, yeah, I need to go check on my mother. And they surely fucking did. And then she called me back, pissed the fuck off. And then I pissed off with her because she pissed off with me. And then we made up (laughs) because, (laughs) cause she understood like, you know, the urgency It's just like, you know, I'm really, I'm really, um, you know, concerned about the people that I love. And if I feel like you're not answering your phone for whatever reason, like my mom is not no spring chicken or nothing, no shade, but she's not no spring chicken and she has health issues too. Listen, if I call, then I need you to answer within a timely manner. <laughs> like I need you to text me back something just to let me know that you're okay. So yeah, shit is, shit is crazy, but, uh, RIP to Catrice, yo. Like that shit is wow. It's it's really fucked up. I really hope my cousins are just holding their head right now because you know my cousin was married to this woman at least what was it like 15, 20 years? They've been together a minute. You know what I'm saying? They got two kids together. Like he's losing a big part of him right now, you know, and I can't even imagine what he's going through. But of course I sent my love. And, you know, my respects and things like that. But that's, listen, it was seven o'clock when I read that. That's not something you want to read on the, on the wake up. I can just imagine, you know, I can only imagine the conversations you got to have with your kids. 
And damn, this shit gave me teary-eyed just thinking about it. The conversation you have to have with your kids and planning, you know, how y'all going to put her to rest. And life is just so short. Life is so short and... Life is so short and life is so fucking real. Like, we don't have days that are promised to us. We don't. We don't. We have to cherish them. We have to love on the people who care about us. And we have to do right by people while we're here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man. I got to get off this topic, y'all. Because it's going to send me into a crying tizzy. So, anyway... Again, um, shout out to the family and I want to say RIP to Catrice again, you know, beautiful person and she definitely will be missed. Um, moving right along, um, like I said, I had a couple of different topics to speak about today. Um, the first thing that I actually, (laughs) shout out to Raven again, she actually sent something to me. Um, it was this thing going around on Twitter about how. Um, essentially like when, when Chrisette Michelle did the thing that she did with supporting Trump and wanting to perform at the white house and different things like that. And, um, how, how people like, just like canceled her pretty much. She didn't have a comeback. People didn't fuck with her no more. And shout out to her also. Like she, she has this song called, um, a couple of forevers that I'm definitely going to play at my wedding if I have a wedding. Um, <laughs> she's definitely going to be on the playlist. I think that that song is so beautiful. A couple of forevers, if you didn't hear me the first time. But um, yes, yeah, a talented woman. We already know she got her. Uh, well, she first had her big break with Lost Ones with Jay Z and um. Essentially, she was just doing her thing in the music industry and she made her rounds. And then when she she, you know, made that decision to go and not necessarily support Trump, but, you know, be there for, I guess, his inauguration and sing and stuff like that. People had a great issue with that. Um, And Twitter was basically saying how it's funny how we don't have any grace for a woman like Chrisette Michelle, but we have all the grace for a person like Kanye. And it is true. Um, I would not say that Chrisette Michelle has the same impact on the culture as Kanye does, but I definitely understand the sentiment of where people were coming from. Um, Kanye has did a lot of different shit. Kanye has said the most egregious shit. He has said that, you know, um, he was supposed to abort his daughter. He has supported Trump. He has done all of these crazy different things. And because he is so much of a staple in not only um, like clothing, but just hip hop period, I feel like a lot of people give him the pass of just like, you know, oh, that's Kanye being Kanye or boys will be boys type shit. Whereas, you know, um, let's just take Chrisette Michelle and Kanye out of it. Um, I would say that in a lot of occasions, it's always, I don't feel like a lot of women get grace when it comes to just being a person, period. I feel like we're supposed to be these prim and proper little ladies and that, you know, should you act up, you should be scorned for it. And sometimes to a high degree, even in situations where men have did some of the most craziest things, whether it's killing somebody, whether it's selling drugs and poisoning a community and doing all of this kind of different stuff, 
you'll still people say you'll still hear people saying free them. You'll still people say, you know, come into, you know, the visiting hall and shit like that. Always making sure they got stuff on their books. You know what I'm saying? Commissary is full, all of that. Whereas for women who might have done a crime, you know, for instance, those Remy said it herself, those places are empty. Empty. When a woman makes a mistake, the people are going to nail her to the fucking cross. And I don't feel like enough women get enough grace to just be them, to figure out in this world, you know, how they're going to go about just being a fucking person. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just wild how um, you could just get nailed to the cross for any and every little thing. I've even said myself in personal conversations where, you know, I've said like, you know, I have a past, not like a past like most girls, but I definitely do have a past. And I wish that I could, you know, take, I wish not, not, I wish that I could take some of those situations back, but I made a lot of mistakes and I don't necessarily want to, you know, um, change my life or whatever the case may be, but I made a lot of mistakes and I want to say that I shouldn't be nailed to the cross for it. And not a lot of people will understand um, after you tell them your story or whatever the case may be and still be willing to rock with you. It's just few and far between. You know what I'm saying? So for the people who I have told my story to or whatever, who really like know me for real, who haven't like judged me for my past and my mistakes and shit like that, shout out to y'all because you people are few and far between. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, as a girl, you're supposed to say, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be a lady, whatever that means. And you're not supposed to get out of line. But I feel like the moment that you do get out of line, you will be nailed to the cross for it. And you will be, you know, you will be held to task. Like, you know, boys are able to be rambunctious and loud and just all of these kind of different things. And I'm not going to say that times haven't changed where women can be like more vocal and be more sexually fluid and live how they want to live. But let's not act like there still isn't consequences to that. Like, yes, we are progressive in, in a way of which women feel like they do have ownerships over their bodies and they can do exactly what they want to do with them. But we're not progressive as in the thought of women doing actually what the fuck they want to do and not being judged for it. So that's the difference. Um, like I said, unfortunately, Chrisette, Chrisette Michelle wasn't able to revive her career because people just felt like she did a really raggedy ass thing and it was just over for her. And it's not to say that she wasn't talented. It's not to say that she wasn't beautiful, but the world just doesn't have a lot of grace for women in that regard. Um, like I said, Kanye has done some pretty crazy fucking things over his career, has said some wild shit and, you know, People just, no, that's just Kanye being Kanye. And it's just like, regardless of his impact, regardless of his staple on fashion and the culture and shit like that, he's still a person just like everybody else. And you know what I'm saying? If Chrisette Michelle is, you know, been put in a position where she should have been canceled for just that one little thing. And this nigga has done countless and nobody, you know, really nails him to the cross for it. I think that's just that's just saying a lot. Uh maybe it is us just leaving in this patriarchal culture and you know just having to exist in it. It's always gonna be double standards when it comes to men and women. And we could sit here and try to dismantle them or whatever the case no. They're always going to exist. And 
It just is what it is. Moving on, I would like to talk about um, this uh, segment from this podcast that I had seen. No, I'm not going to be mentioning their names because I don't believe in promoting garbage. And they have, you know, a whole bunch of women come on their show and give their opinions about different things. And this young lady had something to say about how one of the hosts went about dealing with women who don't want to have sex with them. So I'm going to let y'all listen to this clip and we're going to get into it. Between how men and women think. This is a perfect example right now. Guys, take your fucking notebooks down. <laughs> Notice how we said we accept reality, right, for what it is. Fuck our feelings. We accept it for what it is. Yeah. You guys want us to get on the female lens and feel it's wrong or right. Our hope. And we're telling you that reality is immoral, so we don't care. Men aren't... Our feelings are irrelevant. We accept objective reality. So, oh, how do I feel about this? We don't feel anything. We accept it. I understand the reality, but this was a segment. This was the part of the show that you guys were saying, do you have any questions for us? And I was asking you for your opinion. And you guys were saying, oh, I can't comment on this. Maybe you guys should just watch this podcast back and see what I was saying, because I feel like you guys are not understanding. Or you just don't want to, you don't want to say the words, which I understand because this is what your podcast, like, relies on this is your whole basis of your podcast you guys are like reframing misogynistic ideals for modern men to consume and be okay with so but that's that was my question can, and can if you, you guys didn't want to answer it what was misogynist yeah can you tell us what was misogynistic about the podcast please tell us you guys can just scroll through your instagram page you guys can you tell us what was misogynistic just one thing one, one thing because yeah. that's pretty serious claim it is that's a pretty, that's a pretty, uh, you guys have your preferences claim. and you guys have your, have your preference, your preferences, which is fine, but there are definitely some misogynistic tendencies you guys have, especially throughout Can your you Instagram page. Is, yeah. For example, on one of your posts, um, I believe you said there was an example that you wanted to hook up with a girl. She didn't want to hook up with you, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Like mm-hmm. you said, as you said, it was fine. Yeah. Um, but I had to put her in her place. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I said, okay, guys, if a girl doesn't want to hook up with you, that's fine. But put her in her place. You gotta call another girl in front of her and let her know. Like, it's just it just seems like in that in that like in that little video I saw, it's like your ego is so hurt by the fact that a woman doesn't want to sleep with you that you have to go out of your way to disrespect mm. her and disrespect her instead of just leaving her apartment and going. You have the freedom to do what you want to do. You want to go sleep with five girls after her? That's fine. But it's just like you know, you guys definitely have those misogynistic tendencies, and I see it in your comments, girls. You know going off in your comments and it's just like but i get it this is the basis of your podcast this is why guys watch your podcast your fan base is just like you guys you know a lot of the time i'm sure um but i mean it's interesting to hear and i thank you for inviting me and all right so hold on no 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 i I gotta i I gotta rebut that real quick no of course yeah so okay so when a woman says i don't want to have sex is she is she's making she's making a boundary essentially right she's saying she's she doesn't want to have sex right so what is wrong with me also having a boundary and saying, if you don't want to have sex, now you no longer get my attention, leave. What is wrong with that? No, there's something wrong with that. Okay, so how is that misogynistic that I'm exerting a boundary as well in response to her exerting her boundary? No, saying to leave is fine. I'm saying, um, you said that, like, no, guys, if she, you got to put her in her place. You got to put her in your place. And in that moment, you got to call a girl in front of her. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I okay. said, no, I said, I'll call a girl in front of her. Yeah. But the point is, is that, you need to remember, keep in mind that I'm teaching men, not women. Mm-hmm. So what a lot of guys will do is they'll let the girl sit there and continue to get their non-sexual attention and think it's okay. And hope. Reinforce oh, yeah. 
re you're reinforcing undesirable behavior from the woman mm -hmm. and you're letting her know it's acceptable for you to with to withhold sex from me and what i'm telling men is no that's not acceptable kick her out of your house just like you have the ability to exert your boundary i don't want to have sex i don't feel comfortable cool that's fine on the male side i don't feel comfortable hanging out with you anymore now you have to leave the problem is this ladies anytime a man exerts a boundary right of what he wants from a woman especially if it's sexual it's considered misogynistic. misogynistic so in other words it's okay for women to say what they want from men but it is not okay for men to say what they want from women and what we simply tell guys is you have the option to kick her out too you don't have to sit there and tolerate her leveraging sex against you for compliance that is not misogynistic can do you know what the definition of misogyny is I'm saying that's not you telling her to leave or you leaving is what not does, what does misogynistic. misogyny mean? What does misogyny mean? Misogyny, it's like, um, you know, being against women in general. No, it is the hatred and or contempt of women. Yes. Thank where you do we say we hate women? Definition. Please tell us where. Where, where, where do we hate women? Where? Where do you hate women? Yes. Yeah. Is that the only definition of misogyny? Yeah. Yeah. Which is why, which it's is a very, why, very strong word. It's a very, yeah, that's and a very serious also, accusation. So if you're going to say that, then back it up with, we have no problem. Yeah, with I mean, I just, we're I just gave you a whole example. You can play it back on the podcast later if you want to listen to it again. But and you, you've even, even called a woman a bitch on your podcast live. Sorry for saying the B word. Hold on. Way, how, how does me exerting a boundary uh, show that I hate women? Maybe she meant patriarchal, not so No, no. Let her answer it. Let her answer it. Thank you. Wait, wait, wait. I, I already explained it wasn't the fact that you were setting a boundary. You were saying in the video, oh, I have to put a woman in her place because she doesn't want to have sex with me. So I'm going to go ahead and call a woman in front of her just to make a point and feel and make her feel disrespected. And it's just like that that type of behavior is just so unnecessary. If, you, if, if you're that if your ego is that hurt that a woman doesn't want to sleep with you, then just leave or just tell her to leave. Like, why do you have to be disrespectful like that? And then, like, on another video, you were on live calling a woman a bitch. It's like, I just think that's a little disrespectful, very disrespectful. Okay, so well, there's a couple things that here. So, number one, uh, by telling a girl to leave, that does not mean that I hate the, hate women. I didn't say that. That's what misogynistic means. means that's, you hate women. That's what you're saying, basically. I didn't say because he told her to leave. That's misogynistic. I'm saying he was saying that he... Guys, you got to put women in their place. Like, if we're some submissive dogs that need to be put in our place, like, no, we don't. Who leads relationships, men or women? Who leads relationships? Yeah. Um, men, most of the time, yeah. Okay. So, by asserting dominance, what are you doing? You're taking leadership of the relationship, right? Or the interaction, correct? Yeah. Okay. So, you're asserting dominance, which is, which is what men should do and what makes men attractive in the first place. So, attraction isn't moral. As I said before, and nowhere in there did I say I hate women by exerting a boundary. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with a woman saying I don't want to have sex. And it's also nothing wrong for me to say you need to leave and I'm going to call another woman. I'm in my own home. I can do what I want. If I want to call a woman in front of her, that's whatever. But that in no means means I'm a misogynist. I'm saying the way you talk about women. Yeah. And you. it's just I'm saying the way, the, what, the, the way you were saying it. Oh, if a woman doesn't want to have sex with you, men, you have to put her in her place. Okay, like, you I, I hate repeating here. myself. You're, you're, going so, off, you're going off of feelings. Like, so it's, you, it's not you, what he said, it's how he said it, right? No, it is what he said. He said what he said in the video. You guys can play it or rewatch it. I don't know what you want to do. And like I said, you've called women a bitch. The B when did word. I call a woman a bitch? When? It's on your Instagram page. I saw it yesterday. Okay, so hold on. What she do? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. Yeah. I've called men bitches. I've yeah. called women bitches. I've called... I've insulted everyone. Here's the thing that you don't like. 
Women have fought for equality. Therefore, they're equal and they can make their own decisions, correct? From a, from a society standpoint, right? Same rights, same privileges, whatever. I can't actually, I can't think of a right or a privilege that a woman has that a man doesn't. I can find privileges that women have that men don't. A lot. So with that said, women are free to make their choices. The difference is, is that there's consequences to these choices. You don't want to have sex? Cool. Now you must leave. Nothing misogynistic about me exerting a boundary just like she did. Number two, calling a woman a bitch. Under what context? Because if a woman is acting rude or crass, she can be called a bitch just like any other woman and or any other man. I insult everyone the same. I've kicked men off this show. I've kicked women off this show. So calling a woman, women don't get privileged for being women just to act ridiculous and not be called out on it. If I call a woman a bitch, under what context was it? She probably did something wrong for me to call her that. Are you a I don't want to have any bedroom fun. Totally cool. You can't get mad. You basically get up, say, all right, no problem. And you're going to go call another girl, okay? And then what's going to happen is she's going to hear you talking to another girl. Competition anxiety spikes. And then you're going to come back and you're going to tell her, listen, I respect your boundaries. I understand you don't want to have any bedroom fun, but I got my needs and I'll see you later. And you tell her to leave. Simple as that, guys. Never, ever let a girl leverage bedroom fun against you to try to get some compliance. She's within her right to not give you the fun, but you're within your right to get the fun from somebody else. Don't be stupid. Don't chase, replace. Okay, okay. what's hard about that with misogynistic? Please tell me, because that, to me, made common sense. If I don't, if you don't want to have sex with me, cool. It's in your right. You can leave if you want to, but guess what? I got my rights as well. I want to get laid. Hey, Susie, what's up? Come of through. Course. What's going um, on? So what is misogynistic yeah, about that video? Of course, video? no, you have your right to whatever you want to do after that. But I'm saying, uh, you don't see the part in the video where he's like, you literally, you said you have to manipulate the woman just because she played these mind games because she didn't want to have sex with you. Yeah, like, give her anxiety. Like, literally give a woman anxiety because she doesn't, yeah, because she doesn't want to have sex with you. You said it in the, There's no manipulation. In the video. You just said it. Yeah. She can Sorry, leave at any time. What do you say? Respect her boundaries. Yep. She can leave. What part not hear it? Did you not hear the video? He yeah, said, competition anxiety. You, want, you have to create a competition anxiety. So you want to give a woman anxiety because she doesn't want to have sex with you? Come on. Yeah. Okay, Come on. obviously you don't understand how women work. You said right? it in the video. I mean, you're But I got the point of the video too where, you know, like if that's what you're looking for just to hook up, the other person has to respect that. Exactly, and yeah. And if you tell well, them clearly it's okay they, to they don't respect it because you guys are saying we're misogynists for also, exerting that boundary. You should be tactful, like when you talk to people. Like you have to be, you don't have to, but it's it's the right thing to do to consider their feelings. You could be like, hey, she clearly doesn't consider you my feelings. You don't have to call her in front of the girl. Oh, here's the thing. Here's you the could thing. just be like, hey, can um, why I gotta why, do something? Why should I respect her feelings when she's not giving me what I want? She's not respecting my feelings, so why should see? That's the problem. Women want it one-sided. I want you to treat me like a princess regardless of whatever. I want you to give me the attention, whatever. But when a man puts his foot down and says, listen, I have boundaries too and I have requirements as well. You don't want to fuck it out. That's what, and I, I was mean. very polite about it too. But if I call right. another girl, right? Here's the thing. I can't choose how a woman feels. It's fine. That if I call another girl, it's called competition anxiety, which means other girls want guys that other women want to be with. So if I call another girl and she feels competition anxiety... It's not my fault that she feels that way. I'm doing what I'm going to do. How she feels is irrelevant to me. Right. It's fine that she does, that you do tell her, you know, hey, um, I'm looking for, like, a hookup or whatever. So, like, you know, 
it's fine like I, I can have somebody over but to actually call somebody in front like that's kind of like it's crap like a little disrespectful lame it's yeah, disrespectful lame. hold on hold on no 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 it's disrespectful that she doesn't want to have sex so y'all heard that mess um i tried to get as much as the clip as possible um and to also shorten it down because he literally was just talking his girl into circles and he was trying to make it seem as if she was fucking crazy and the one thing about him and his co-host is that they know how to deflect 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 they are awesome debaters in the fact where they never answer directly and they just give these objective fucking views so the first thing i wanted to point out is that he said women are all about feelings and all of this kind of other different shit in the beginning of you know his little rant or whatever the case may be she he said like yo i feel like you have some misogynistic uh, misogynistic views or tendencies or whatever the case she never once said that either of them was misogynistic she was just expressing that they have some character flaws and she thought that they should work on those kind of things which i don't feel like is a bad thing as a person like you know there are going to be certain things like in my character that I need to work on and other people's characters that they need to work on. Nobody is just like perfect. So it's funny how they expect women to sit here and to take in all of this kind of criticism and they never want to take in criticism from women. The other thing that I found fucking hilarious is that this nigga, one of the niggas has said, um, you don't even know how women, um, you don't even know how women work. Like, whoa, first of all, bitch, pump your brakes. I am a woman. Of course I know how women motherfucking work. The fact that these niggas talk about alpha and beta so motherfucking much and they think they are so fucking alpha. It's so funny how as a quote unquote alpha bitch, you need to understand that you're not, you're very much beta. Cause what you're essentially saying is that in order for me to take you out on these dates, you got to give me sex, which is very transactional, which is very fucking beta. If to me, I feel like if you assert yourself in a situation with a woman who, you know, has a high likelihood or who is very much interested in you, the likelihood that you are going to get some you know, some pussy or bedroom fun, as they like to call it, is very fucking likely. Now, there's no guarantees when it comes to anything, right? But first, let me say this. Do things within your fucking wage. If if you know that you're going out with a particular kind of woman and it might take you like five dates until you get what you want or even 10 dates or whatever, you know, understand do do what is within your wage like stop going out on all of these different dates and and dropping this crazy amount of money and then getting upset at the woman for not wanting to comply and give you fucking sex first of all any real alpha knows everything happens and comes to you organically. When you are organically an alpha, when you assert yourself a certain kind of way, when you already have that personality, then, you know, that is automatically natural. Women are automatically naturally drawn to you. And like I said, if you are a certain kind of man, if you're not being fucking weird, if you're making her feel comfortable, then she will essentially, you know, end up having sex with you because first of all a woman who's not really trying to have sex with you is more than likely not going to not going to come to your house but I'm also 
I'm going to also give my thoughts on the women as well and what they should and shouldn't do. Number one, dudes, stop spending money where you are getting upset because somebody ain't giving you pussy when it comes to, you know, the 15. I feel like it was very trash for the nigga to basically say that he had to create an anxiety and he had to go out his way to call another woman in order for that, you know, girl, that, that girl competition to click in. Like, first of all, any woman who feels like at this point I need to have sex with him because he's in a room to to another girl is a fucking dub she's a fucking lame you gotta be real down in the fucking dumps about yourself I don't give a fuck if the bitch is average at motherfucking best or fucking 10. If you feel like you have to go out of the way to give this nigga some fucking pussy just so another girl don't have to give it to him, bitch, you 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 got a whole nother other set of problems. Number two, like I said, stop getting in situations with dudes. Well, we'll stop getting in situations with women where you're spending all of this crazy amount of money or whatever the case may be. And instead of trying to put all of your effort as far as money is concerned into a date, you need to get on your creative side. I, especially me, like I'm a woman who appreciates creativity more than I appreciate expensive dates. Like I remember talking to this one dude back in the day and he was sell- he was telling me like yeah I can't I can't take you to no expensive restaurants or whatever like I'm gonna have to like make a picnic for you or something like that because he understands like I know how much money you got I want to see how creative you can get because to a nigga with money like you could do this with any fucking body I feel like when you go out your way to be creative it's showing that you actually took out the time to actually you know, feel like, okay, what can I do to make this special specifically for her? I'm putting my time and my effort into it. I'm, I'm picking up little ideas from this, that, and the third and da, 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 da. And I'm making this situation exceptional just so, you know what I'm saying? Like I can impress this girl. And I feel like when you put in that kind of effort, like I said, to me, if you're putting in that kind of effort where you're being absolute creative and creative could be 50 fucking dollars. Expensive date to me is not going to impress me, especially if you're trying to go out and have fucking, um, get like hundred dollar steaks and shit like that. When I'm, you know, on my vegan, um, and vegetarian shit, like this, I'm telling you, like, I would, I would appreciate a, a motherfucker written out a goddamn aquarium for the night for, you know, a hundred dollars versus going out and you know sitting in front of a nigga eating a motherfucking hundred dollar steak because at that point it's not for you I mean at that point it's not for me it's for you it's for you to sit here and boast and show how much money you got because you think this is what's going to appease me in order for me to give the the pussy but nigga you got me fucked up (laughs) like you know what I'm saying that's what I'm saying it takes real creative energy to me for me to feel like especially when it comes to a dude because when you dealt with niggas with money you already know like Niggas is just going to be, you know, doing whatever. A lot of dudes with money think a lot of women is the same. They feel like, you know, um, a lot of women are like a particular breed. So they're going to just do like certain things. But anyway, like I said, stop spending money that you don't motherfucking have to impress women who have little interest with you. I feel like at any point, if you if you have gotten to the point where you are inviting a woman back to your crib, your crib and y'all already like hot and heavy and you know, she's letting you rub and kiss on her and all of this kind of other different stuff. She wants to have sex. She wants to have sex with you, but I feel like you probably could have stopped or did something that probably turned her off that didn't want her, that didn't 
um, make her want to go like all the way with you because it's very, very low cases of getting hot and heavy with a motherfucking girl. And then her just saying like, stop, I don't want to do that. Like, bitch, what? Because at that point, if I was a dude, I would be feeling like, okay, why the fuck are you touching me? And like I said, I'm gonna get on a woman later, but I got to first address these motherfucking dudes. You creating, you trying to say like, you're creating an anxiety. You saying it's going to be consequences for not having sex with you. You are well within your right to say like, yo, sweetheart, like, um, this is cool or whatever, but you know, you making me uncomfortable by not really wanting to go all the way there with me. And since you don't like, I think you should leave. And I think that's perfectly fine. But saying that you got to go out of your way so she can hear you have another conversation with a woman so that can create anxiety in her and all of this girl competition bullshit. You are a fucking simp to me. If, if the shorty ain't on some, ew, get the fuck off of me. Like, why the fuck is you touching me type shit in your crib or her crib or whatever the case may be, then there's really dead ass no need for the disrespect. Any shorty with some real motherfucking common sense about herself is not going to revisit that fucking situation. Fuck out of here. Like I said, I don't give a fuck if this bitch is average at best or a fucking dime. Nobody is going to have sex with you while you're on the phone with the next girl talking about some old um a pull-up come through and all this other dumb shit like bitch what kind of fucking bitches is you fucking with like they gotta be bitches who you know feel like they less than you because i literally my nigga (laughs) i have never heard of a situation that that would actually like work out for dude like who the fuck does this nigga really like think he is like these bitches gotta be fucking trash to just be sitting there and be like you know what i'm gonna give you some pussy now because you know i don't want you to give it to anybody else and whole time my nigga you gonna fuck this nigga he's still gonna fuck other bitches anyway so bitch spare yourself anyway um i'm gonna get on the um i'm gonna get on the women ass too first of all stop going over niggas houses stop no first no let me let me start here stop going on dates with dudes who you're not fucking interested in now i do know that there are some rare cases where you know you're out on the dating field or whatever the case may be and you tend to gravitate towards a specific type and you trying to get out of that just to see if you might have chemistry with somebody else that's different than stringing somebody else along because i could you know go out on a date or you know be dating somebody who isn't necessarily my type and we still vibe we could still kick it we could still find some kind of chemistry there whereas you know that it's that and then it's like oh i'm just dating this person because they giving me access to this and they giving me access to that and because i know they indefinitely like me and the likelihood of them fucking me over is less than none because they're just completely obsessed with me that's fucked up like don't that's just like creating the cycle of ain't shitness in men because I really feel like there are good dudes out here who um, maybe do need to work on them, work on themselves in specific kind of ways in order to be more desirable to women. But I feel like in that path or even them trying to figure out who they need to be, like, don't be that woman that scorns him because that is what creates like these kind of niggas that you hear on the motherfucking internet talking about there needs to be consequences. Like I said, I feel like this stage of life is re, re- <laughs> I feel like the, the conversations that are happening on line with these different men is revenge of the fucking nerds niggas who never got no pussy and that who have quote-unquote leveled up whether it be financially or changed their bodies or whatever the case may be and now are seeking revenge on the same kind of women that always dubbed them in the past well first of all 
the fact that you would even go out of your way to give this kind of woman attention when she never gave you attention before is saying a lot about your motherfucking self-esteem and your so-called confidence. Because if you were really secure within yourself, you would deal with women who were essentially giving you high interest. Well, or who are showing high interest in you and not bitches who feel like, Oh, well you done made it to this point. Now, now I can fuck with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I do understand that sometimes in life you do have to rise to the uh to rise to the occasion whether you're a woman who has to get her looks together or you know go up and down and wait or you know dress a specific kind of way to get the kind of man that you want and I do understand that there are going to be certain men who were maybe like scrawny or bigger who or who didn't have enough money and who got a, who got the money now but the difference that I see between the women who glow up and the men that glow up is that the men who typically glow up, they end up being like monsters and the girls who glow up tend to be like the, and because I'm on a weight loss journey and because I see these girls who, you know, probably like were overweight before and now they're not so much overweight now. And you know, they bang and they got their bodies together. They look fire and they're getting a certain kind of attention, but they have anxiety going out into the field and knowing that dudes are only talking to them because they look a specific kind of way. These dudes ain't really interested in them for real. They always just want to fuck on them. So these girls tend to continue to be humble, a word that I don't like to use, but they continue to be humble and deal with dudes who would have had fucked with them like either way type shit versus the nigga who's just like, oh, I only want to fuck with you. You want to fuck with somebody who's going to fuck with you for the inside and the outside, pretty much. Like life isn't all about vanity. We all going to get older and this, that, and the third. But anyway, I'm getting off track. So like I said, as a woman... You know what I'm saying? Stop going out on dates or just doing these certain kind of things with dudes who you have little to no interest in. It is okay to go out the realm and maybe try to, you know, talk to somebody who isn't necessarily your type to see if y'all actually have chemistry. But once you realize that there is no chemistry there, leave that man alone because you don't need to be creating more toxic dudes who get on these fucking podcasts and who bitch and complain and who want to get revenge sex from girls that they can never get. Number one. Number two, stop going to fucking niggas' house on a link up stop doing that stop going to niggas houses on a link up because nine times out of motherfucking ten if you either in your space or he's in your space he is thinking about fucking you six ways to motherfucking sunday i'm trying to tell you if you're in an environment where sex is more likely to motherfucking happen and different shit like that, then that's, and and you could be thinking about sex too. You could be in a situation with a dude that you really like, or you find attractive or whatever the case may be. And you could literally just want to chill with him, but you could have sex on your mind. Trust me. If you got the sex on your mind, he definitely got it on his mind. He definitely got it on his mind. So that's what I'm saying. The likelihood of a man thinking about sex on a motherfucking date going to like a picnic or a movie or an aquarium or a museum or it's it's not to say that he's not fucking thinking about it it's just the likelihood is going to be very fucking low because you're putting him or y'all are in an environment where y'all actually getting to know each other y'all are talking about the different things that are going around y'all and he's really trying to get to know you versus him thinking like this bitch is on this couch and I want to know what she look like bent the fuck over that's the fucking difference stop inviting niggas into your personal space and stop going into their personal space and thinking that they're not going to try to try you because they definitely fucking are. You know what I'm saying? I actually had somebody tell me back in the day, like, yo, don't invite me to your crib because he was like, yo, we can go everywhere except your crib. And I was just like, okay. At the time I didn't understand. Cause this was like over five, six, seven years ago, but I was just like, okay, like, 
but for why? And he was like, because I'm going to want to fuck. And I was just like, uh, okay. So I just, I guess we just going to have to chill outside of my crib then or whatever. And he was considered a quote unquote friend, but it's, it's like I said, the likelihood of a man looking at you in a non-sexual way in a crib where there's plenty fucking op- space and opportunity for y'all to fuck around is very low. Stop going over these niggas house, especially on at least the first 10 link ups. Number motherfucking three, you can be a flirt, but stop being a fucking tease. Be a fucking flirt, but stop being a fucking tease. Stop putting yourself in a situation thinking like a man is not going to get aroused by the kind of certain things that you do when, and, and as women, we are sexual creatures. You know what I'm saying? Niggas do look at us in a specific kind of way. And that just, it just is what it is. But my whole thing is like, you could flirt little shit, like flipping your hair, maybe touching like his, um, Maybe like touching his shoulder or, you know, you know how girls be giving like little light jabs and shit like that, just playing around or whatever, just to like show interest in somebody. But all of the, all of the pet names, like allowing a nigga to like, you know, give you a pet name. I, first of all, I hate pet names off the rip. Don't call me your boo, your baby, your nut. First of all, niggas already know if you ever try to slide in my inbox, I'm a whole ass nigga. And I say that in the most respectful kind of way. That's why I was saying like in the past, like if you, if you go to any inbox of any dude who who was ever like trying to talk to me or whatever the case may be, niggas ain't got no pictures. Niggas don't ever see, you can never see me in any dude's inbox talking, me talking spicy to them because that's just not my nature. Like first I need to get to really like know you as a friend before I even feel comfortable to even, you know what I'm saying? Take it to that next level with you. And sometimes like, I'm not even going to hold y'all even, even after that, like, if I don't see like no real, if I don't see you showing interest in me and the way that's making me feel like, okay, this could be something like special, or you could be my man or something like that. I'm not going to be like open just to show you like this all lovey dovey side. Like that's just me though. Um, and it probably has worked against me in the past, but I really don't give a fuck because who the fuck are they? Um, (laughs) but yeah, so my whole thing is, is like, you can absolutely filler, but stop like, you know, stop rubbing on niggas, the heavy kissing and petting and stop fucking doing that. Because what you're basically insinuating is like, yo, I want you to take it to the next level with me. And as far as, you know, me being a woman, I know firsthand, like I like dudes to take the, I'd like dudes to take the lead first. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you do, if I like you, I'm a follow up. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, I've, I've never been, um, once, once I get there with you, like once you like my man and shit like that, like I don't mind initiating shit, but the first time, first couple of times, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you take the lead on that. And then I'm a savage, but anyway, <laughs> but no, for real, like you really got to just let the guy like, kind of like take the lead or whatever the case may be. And, and, and especially in a situation like with a dude, like, and if, and, and if any, situation arises where he's just like coming on like way too strong or like trying to touch you and all this down the third like you need to set the fucking boundaries and you need to do it and be assertive about it say nah don't don't touch me like that or move his hand abruptly or do whatever the fuck you need to do let this man know like this is not motherfucking that do not okay because uh, like I said, if you invite sexual energy in soon, then that's what the fuck they're going to be fucking expecting. Like I said, if I was a dude, I would be expecting the same fucking thing. If a girl was all over me, wanting to hug me for like mad long kissing me and shit like that. I'm like, okay, this bitch want to fuck. I mean, 
<laughs> I'm thinking like, okay, this girl want to fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Obviously she giving me all of the choosing signals and then she fuck around and tell me no, like no funny shit. Like no funny shit. I would probably be tight, but it wouldn't be like to the point to like nail the girl to the cross. Like I said, these niggas got to be whole fucking dweebs to be saying that they got to give consequences to all of these fucking girls and shit like that who don't want to have sex with them. And it just doesn't make any motherfucking sense to me. Um, so funny how they sit up here and say like, oh, Western women are the standard third and da 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 da. Like they want you to be like these fast ass, you know what I'm saying? They want you to be like the fun time girl, but what, or do this and that and the third, but you know, that's just life. You have to understand that in life, there are consequences for you wanting to be like this expressive person as a woman and wanting to go out here and be sexually fluid and this and the third. And <clears throat> you can definitely gain the experience without having to overextend yourself to people who never see, you know, never see you as nothing serious in the first place. And I think that would be like the one lesson that I would just give myself as a young woman it's just to like not overextend yourself for dudes who are just temporary fucking people. Um, and yeah, you could definitely have fun, but just have a little bit more, you know, just have a little bit more cool about yourself and, you know, respect yourself. And don't, like I said, times before, like I didn't feel like my body was mine. I felt like, you know, it was just supposed to be used for these different kind of things. And because I was exposed to a lot of things early or whatever, I just kind of just view sex as just like this thing, like, you know, people just do. So some people might look at sex and feel like it's this like, um, magical and spiritual connection, but I'm looking at sex as all things. I look at sex as being manipulative, spiritual, you know, uh, a form of like love and connection and all of, I feel like sex is whatever power. I feel like sex is whatever you essentially, um, are using is sex is essentially whatever you're using it for at the time. So I don't like to just connect sex as one, uh, just one single thing because, Everybody is different and everybody can equate it to what they want to equate it to. And just depending on who you're giving it to, you know, this sex is just going to be different. So, I mean, now in my, uh, now in my 30s, I'm now looking at sex as something that is um, very sacred and should only be shared with somebody who I love. And if it's not that, then I, I'm not interested in having any casual encounters. Like, that's not you know, on my top priority list. And, you know, I've had my fun back in the day or whatever. So it's not on some like, oh, like I indefinitely, you know, I'm bored. I just need to go fuck with this person. This, that, third, da, 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 da. Yeah. Women have to stop putting themselves in situations with men um, and getting upset that they do kind of shit like this. Because like I said, I can, I can see him saying like, yo, like, I just think that you got to get out because you're not just trying to give me no sex, but you're giving me all of the choosing signals versus him saying that. And then taking it to the, taking it to the next level and saying, I definitely got to call a girl in front of her just to make her feel low about herself. And you know, all of it and put her in a competition. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody trying to fucking compete for you, nigga. Get the fuck out of here. Like the bitches who are doing that shit are fucking crazy to me. And just like, um, just like he mentioned, like, you know, uh, 
she said that he had misog misogynistic tendencies. She never said that he was misogynistic. She just said that he had like character flaws and even women, you know, definitely, uh, benefit from, you know, misogynistic shit too. Like we walking around, not we, not me, because you know, if anybody, anybody who knows me, no, I don't play that bitch shit. Somebody called me a bitch once like in this kind of way that I didn't like. And ever since then, I never allowed nobody to call me a bitch. And even in a plain way, like, no, I'm not your bitch. Don't, don't do that. So, <clears throat> but I know it, it, when I've gotten in, you know, I know definitely when I've gotten like heated or when I talk about, you know, raggedy bitches, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm definitely going to, so I definitely, um, we all have benefited from misogyny, but there is definitely some misandry which they don't talk about what well, they do talk about, but there definitely is a misandry when it comes to women where they feel like, you know, I'm going to use this nigga for this. I'm going to use him for that. And da, 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 da. And they have a, a lot of disdain for men because they've been hurt in the past too. The point is, is that everybody is, you know, been hurt or broken in some kind of different way. And the, the, the main takeaway is not to be a perpetuator I call myself an apex predator because I'm just not going to allow myself to be a bottom feeder. I'm not going to allow myself to get played ever. Understand me. I'm not going to allow myself to get played ever. So though I'm not out here perpetuating all of these crazy ass stereotypes that they mention when it comes to like dealing with these Miami women or just women in general who just feel like, you know, I got to get the nigga with the biggest bag of who's fucking the most bitches because those are the hot niggas. Like, nah, I'm just definitely making it known that you're not going to be able to get one off on me because I'm never to exit. Shout out to Fab. But, um, Yeah. Again, stop. Listen, the, these these men are not promoting healing. They're not. They're they're not promoting healing, and that's just my kind of disdain with them. And it just they all just sound like hurt ass little boys. Like you know what I'm saying. And unfortunately, they this girl let them talk her into circles. Like you know what I'm saying. They they are great very, very great at debating. And there are certain men and women who I know if they had on these different kind of panels that they be having and shit like that, they would get shut the fuck down. But they personally do not bring on people, certain kinds of people. And, um, because they don't want to get put in a place. And it's funny how in the beginning he was saying like, oh, women are all about their feelings and all of this down the third. When you literally just mentioned that at the end, well, well, in the beginning you were mentioning like, oh, um, in the beginning you were mentioning like, oh, men don't work off of feelings and we're logical and all this down the third and our feelings don't matter. Whole time after you got finished ranting, if the shorty was paying any fucking attention, you said like, oh, well, my feelings are hurt because you didn't want to have coitus with me. And that's why I acted the way I acted. So when these niggas be talking about, oh, they all logical and all this and a third, that's a fucking lie. Niggas are dweebs. These niggas are on a revenge of the nerds type shit. And they're really willing to put, as they say, women in their motherfucking place who are not giving, a kind of, giving them the kind of sexual access that they want. It's funny how they like to preach and say all of these kind of different things about women's body count and all this and a third. But at the same time, 
what you're saying is after five dates, I should be giving it up to a dude. Like, excuse me, how the fuck do I know after five dates if somebody is really into me for real? How do I know that he doesn't have this uh, uh, extensive fucking roster that y'all are promoting him to have? And and let's not fucking act like babies and STDs and all of these other things don't fucking exist. Y'all are asking women to give their bodies up to these dudes who they barely even fucking know and then getting and then telling them that they're gotta, there's consequences to them not wanting to sleep with them. Like, my nigga, shut the fuck up. That's why I said if I was fucking them, it'd be a problem. Problem, problem, problem. But I just found that clip to be just completely fucking trash. And unfortunately, like I said, there's never going to be any... I what I would think is just like real individuals in those seats who are talking about healing and doing all of this kind of other different stuff so that they can actually get the person that they need and not necessarily the person that they want. I do believe that you can get the person that you want and the person that you need simultaneously in one, but you know, it is just going to take some motherfucking work. Um, I don't think that anybody should settle. I feel like everybody should fuck with exactly who they want to fuck with. And because I just feel like down the road, you don't ever want to feel like, oh, I feel resentful. Like I gave this person a chance or I did this down the third or whatever the case may be. And now I feel like I'm stuck in a situation, stuck in a situation with somebody I don't necessarily want. Well, you never should have wasted that person's time in the fucking first place. Like they are who they are, you know? And the consequence to that, you know, is you feeling miserable in your situation when you could have just went after somebody, you know, you was really interested in, whether it's, you know, physical attributes or personality wise or whatever the case may be. People just want to have like these microwave, you know, so niggas want to make fucking soul food in the motherfucking microwave. Like, bitch, it don't fucking work like that. Anybody who knows anybody who has spent a holiday at their grandparents house or their parents house know like. Yo, cooking them fucking meals take all fucking days. So the fact that you feel like you can just go out here into this world and feel like you can just get anybody off of a fucking whim and, you know, put them on, put them on popcorn and come out with, you know, a full course meal is fucking beyond me. It takes fucking work. So yeah, I just found that clip to just be completely fucking disgusting and I just, I feel like they just contradict themselves at every fucking turn. And I, I really honestly don't understand how these women are just willingly just giving them the pussy. And I understand that there are going to be certain women who just feel like, oh, like I just want to fuck them. But my whole thing is just like, why? Like, why? Why would you want to even fuck on somebody like that? Like, it just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, anyway, so next up. Um, I have been watching this show called um, Put Her Ring On It, which is very funny. They have three uh, couples. So there's Jessica and Eric, there's LaRonda and Sean, and then there's Alexia and Darren. So my whole assessment, I'm going to just go down the list. So let me say the premise of the show is to basically see if these couples are really compatible and pretty much see if they're ready to, you know, make the ultimate commit ultimate commitment and get married. So with Jessica and Eric, I would say, like I said, um, she's very mo- uh, IG model model esque and Eric is an ex football player. 
And I think their issues are uh, Eric is looking for depth and he feels like they only connect either when she's drinking or physically and he doesn't feel like he's getting much substance out of her. Um, also, I would say that Erica is just, you know, just looking for the overall commitment. She She's ready to get married, but he essentially isn't. It actually came out later in the episode that she was actually still entertaining um, a colleague of his. And when I say colleague, I don't mean like friend, like just somebody who is in the sports world who might be a football player as well and how they may have had like a little entanglement or whatever the case may be. And I think that's where uh, Eric's apprehension comes from when it comes to dating her. It's funny because she also um, gets a little giddy or like happy when he is, you know, um, jealous. Like I remember like their first date, he actually slammed the door in the dude's face. And by the time it was probably like around like date four or five or whatever, he kind of just had like this kind of mature demeanor about herself. And it's funny because when there's a part of the show where the, the couples had to have dates in the same location, and um Jessica was caught up on you know him seeing like you know is he looking over here like oh did you notice that they were in here type shit and you know her date was kind of like oh well you know I didn't notice and Eric was on a date with a girl who he was basically saying isn't necessarily he didn't find her attractive I feel like she's attractive I feel like most dudes will find him uh, find her attractive but I feel like he, what he means, I feel like he had a real attraction to her, but she just doesn't look like Jessica. Je- Jessica is very much like IG model-esque. And, you know, I feel like, uh, I think her name is Tanisha, was just like kind of like the regular everyday girl, but she kind of looks like Megan Thee Stallion. No, no funny shit. Like before she even like mentioned it, cause I had checked out, um, she had popped up on my feed on YouTube and I had seen her and I was just like, damn, she's like Megan Thee Stallion. But you know, he was basically just saying like, he, I think he has like a type. Um, and I really do think he has a type because even on his first date, like the woman was like very pretty, very IG model S and (laughs) he was just basically saying like, you know, I don't feel like I could go anywhere with this (coughs) situation, excuse me, with this situation, because I feel like she would essentially be like Jessica number two. And it's funny how he would say that and then go on a a date with Tanisha, who isn't necessarily his type, but who is attractive. But, you know, he's not really clear to me as to what he wants. He's saying that he wants depth, but then he gets it. And then he like went back home to her and was basically saying like, yo, that's like the best conversation I ever had. And he was dragging it. I know he definitely did that to make her uncomfortable because I felt like in the last couple of days she's went on, he maybe have felt like a little kind of way, but it was a, it was a, it was a point to basically, I felt like he could have said like, yo, I want us to interact better. I want us to have better conversations without him coming home and saying, yo, that's the best conversation I ever had. And I didn't have to, you know, look up from the table once, which was very true, you know, but you don't come home and say that about your partner. You don't come home and talk, talk about somebody else like that to your partner who you've known all of these kind of different years versus somebody who you just met in one day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he definitely could have articulated himself better because as men and women, I I think (laughs) the conversations online now currently are like, oh, women don't like to hear the truth and all this kind of third 
Well, it's then a third. Like women don't mind hearing the truth, but we want you to address this in a certain kind of way. Just like men, we can tell y'all the truth. We can tell y'all, y'all, y'all are not going to respond, um, effectively to us. If we just say like, say for instance, like you don't have a job and maybe you being like a little bit lazy and uninspired. We, we can't come to you and be like, you bum ass nigga. I need you to get the fuck up off this goddamn motherfucking couch and stop feeling sorry for yourself and get on your fucking Dean. No, we have to speak to you a specific kind of way to speak life into you. If we want uh, a different kind of reaction towards you. You know what I'm saying? If I, if I come, I'm, if I'm coming at you aggressively and telling you all of these kind of negative things about yourself, it's going to be less likely that you are receptive of that and then receive that and be like, okay, I need to improve on my shit. You know what I'm saying? So I like how people always just like to say like women are all of these, like we just these super emotional creatures and men are just so logical and you know, you got to speak to us a specific kind of way. Well, we have to speak to you a specific kind of way too, because if I didn't have to check what the fuck would, would really want to come out of my mouth <laughs> when it comes to you at the end of the day, nobody would get any motherfucking wear. So anyway, um, like I said, I think he had a really good time with Tanisha and, um, and they were like vibing like really good or whatever the case may be. But he was just saying he wasn't attracted to her. And and that's fine. You know, everybody's entitled to their own preferences and stuff like that. But I think he was, you know, capping for the cameras. I feel like if they would have met on different circumstances, he definitely would have entertained her. Um, yeah, even, even Jessica had like said it like, you know, well, that's the only thing that you could go off was like personality because she didn't have the looks. It was like shade, like bitch, like clearly you're here because your man doesn't feel like you're fucking interesting. So even if conversation was the only thing he did have to go off, bitch, you don't got it. So you need to get some, but, um, yeah, anyway, uh, LaRonda and Sean are fucking interesting. I feel like, you know, LaRonda is very much the corporate woman, but she knows she, she's in a, she knows she's in a position of power she is um has been coddling Sean this whole time and um kind of like you know being like his mom and shit like that like even when he was like going on a date or whatever like he, he she he was going on it they were both going on a date and she was already dressed or whatever and he had came into the room and she was ironing his clothes but you know she was just like hey babe like I'm just ironing your clothes for you or whatever and the first thing that comes out of this nigga's mouth is why you got that dress on and it's just like bitch what like <laughs> like you really you really gonna like really be bitching about this dress right now when I'm sitting here you know so that's why I'm just saying like this nigga's a grown ass man he can iron his own motherfucking clothes because you know essentially he's going on his own date or whatever but I remember like in the beginning oh I'm sorry so yeah uh LaRonda is a corporate uh LaRonda is corporate and he's more of a creative I think he works on radio but Sean is very 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 sensitive I don't know why he is like that. And I think all women can appreciate a man with a sensitive side. And I think there is duality. I think that, you know, every human being should have a perfect balance of being logical and emotional at the same time. Any person who tells you that they're not fucking emotional is a fucking liar. I don't give a fuck if they are a man. They're a fucking liar. We are all emotional just in different kind of ways. Um, And yes, women may be more emotional than men but they're still emotional still and people try to say like oh men are these simple creatures absolutely not they're very much complicated (laughs) 
if you've been in a long relationship with a man, if you've been in, if you've talked to your family member, you would, people in general are complicated. So let, let's just relax on that. But anyway, um, I feel like Sean is super emotional, kind of like to the point where it's very unattractive. And I feel like as a woman, like I said, I feel like we all like to see a kind of emotional side when it comes to our man, as far as him being vulnerable when it comes to certain kind of things. But this man takes it over the fucking top. Like her, one of the days she had went on with some dude named Sir something. He automatically had jokes out the gate and was saying like, oh, like, um, sir something he sounds like a priest and she was just like okay like you taking digs at my you expect me to be like this super like mature person when these women come and pick you up but you want to crack jokes on my date and I remember like the dude the sir dude or whatever came in the house and he was uh he sat down on the couch and the dude was just he says something and then Sean was just like, yeah, well, you know, that's my woman and da, 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 da. And I'm just like, okay. Like, oh yeah. He was basically saying like, yeah, she ain't going nowhere. And LaRonda was just sitting there like, boy, this whole experience is, you can't say what I'm going to do or what I'm not going to do. Child, this man is, Sean is like muscular. So I think it might be cause he's like short and, um, Sir, I forgot what his name was. I'm going to just call him Sir. Sir was tall, but he didn't have like muscles like that. But he was just like, yeah, he was calling the dude a linebacker. And he was dragging it. He was dragging it. I said, what is this man saying? Because I'm not seeing the same shit. Like he's saying like, he's this big dude with these muscles. And, you know, he, and then like when she walked out of the door with him he was saying like you you don't even like dudes who don't have beards anyway like he was just being petty like the whole way through so she was like out on her date and this man was in the house throwing up he called his boy on facetime like he was just he was really going through it and like i said i didn't even know whether to look at that situation like damn like he really feel like he might lose his woman or if he's just being like overzealous with it but now going through all of these different episodes he's definitely overzealous and just he I think he's finally um well no he's definitely in a situation where he stated like this is the first situation where I've never cheated and um I'm not gonna say that there's nothing there's nothing wrong with a man feeling like damn I don't want to lose my girl but I, I I also feel like yo at some point like boy you need to hold your own nuts up you need to be confident in yourself and you need to know like ain't nobody finna steal my girl and I kind of feel like you know if you're doing everything that you're supposed to do as a person and that's being articulated and she's telling you what she needs then you know even if there's a chance like you should still hold like I said hold your own nuts up and still feel that confidence anyway like my shorty ain't going no fucking where this little experience uh, experience or experiment that we doing. You know, she might find a dude that she might find attractive and shit like that, but he ain't me. That that's how you need to go into these situations. And um yeah, it's just a lot. Like you never let somebody see you sweat. You know what I'm saying? You just never let somebody see you sweat. But anyway, so um even even when they were put into the situation where they both had to have like these dates in the same room, he was not worried about the girl who was sitting there. As soon as she walked in the door to the time that she left, he his eyes kept like darting over to see what the fuck she was doing. And it was just like, yo, you supposed to be entertaining your date. And I understand like, this is your woman. This is who you really want to be with at the end of the day. But this is still an experience, an experiment to see like you, if you and somebody else actually really have genuine chemistry more than you and your partner do. 
And to be honest, even if, even though he said like, yeah, I'll, cause he's at this point went on his, these, uh, I think like three dates with this girl, Brittany now who is uh creative, just like him and stuff like that. I feel as though, I don't know, as a woman, I would feel disrespected. Cause it's just like, I'm sitting right in front of you. Like fuck what she got going. She ain't worried about you. So why you worried about her? The fuck? So yeah, that's on that. Um, child, I had to save the best for last. Uh, Alexia and motherfucking Darren. Like I said, Darren is the dude from um, I about to say crime mob, child. Um, film film mob. Uh, smoke the dark skin one. And Alexia has played ball overseas. They've been together for 14 years and they've always had like this off and on stuff. And shout okay, so Alexia is this is Alexia and Darren's um um relationship is very much the quintessential you are the chaser and I am the chasee. <laughs> Darren is the chasee and Alexia is the chaser. And it's so, like, apparent. Like, so, so fucking apparent. Like, anytime, like, Alexia is put in a situation where she's supposed to be going out on a date with somebody to try to talk to her and all this kind of third, she's just not putting forth an effort to show that she's interested in him. Until this last date. And listen, he took her on, like, a love and basketball kind of date where, you know, they had played ball first and then they sat down and was, like, talking and chilling and eating and stuff. And it was the first time that I actually seen her, like, enjoy herself. And I'm like, yes, motherfucker, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, you need to stop worrying about this man because, child, um... Darren has been going out with this girl named Kai. Now, you know, Kai is built like a motherfucking figure eight. You know, very much Atlanta. Like, she looked like a woman from the A. And he is just, like, mind-boggled. And the thing about it is, it's like, I hate to say it, y'all. No shade to the dudes, but y'all be dumb. Like, y'all be so fucking dumb. And Darren talked too fucking much. Like, he keep going back to this girl who he said he this is the only girl he's ever dated in a show so they've i think went on about five or the five dates at this point so from the very beginning he was basically telling her like yeah you're definitely my type you know i'm a dude who you know was in the industry you definitely a good you would definitely be a good look for me all this and third da, 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 da. he just he just not making her work for anything you know what i'm saying like he's just he just saying too much too fast. So, um, she, she's getting big headed about it. And like I said, I don't think that there's anything wrong with you complimenting a woman, but letting, but, but, but putting it out into the air that like, yo, you could, de- he's definitely saying like, come on, come on, come snatch me. Like, yeah, I want you to be the one to come snatch me. He's, he's doing a lot of that. And then, like I said, he's feeding her a lot of information. So, Alexia isn't jealous of Kai, like in a way she looks at all. She's just basically, she feels some type of way because she know her man is like very interested in her. And there's, and it's a natural reaction if you have been with a person for 14 years and them just constantly saying, yeah, I want to keep going on these dates, keep going on these dates. And when he's going on these dates with Kai, he's basically telling her like, yo, she's afraid of you, which is a big fucking no-no to me, bitch. Don't ever in your motherfucking life ever give another bitch the leverage 
to have one up on me. It's, to me, it's like the equivalent of pillow talking. Like, you know, you and your girl going through your issues or whatever the case may be. And then you go to your side bitch house and you just tell her everything that's wrong about your girl and everything that she, all of her hangups. And the, like, it's, it's the exact kind of fucking equivalent to me it's just like nigga the fucking disrespect like he just be like oh yeah she's jealous of you and I don't I don't understand what the problem is and Kai is like taking that like oh she's jealous of me huh so it was like this situation where they both like I said they both were in the same vicinity um and having a dates or whatever and Darren was acting like you know or nervous and shit like that and Kai was just like what's wrong whole time Darren is not nervous about the date with Kai. Darren is nervous that he can't act like his full playful kind of self because he feel like his girl is there and he feel like he got to be on his best behavior. So what he was basically saying, it was just like, you know, it's getting too thick in here or whatever the case may be. And I want to get out of here. So Kai child done grabbed the man hand and, um, Alexia was like, y'all got to let hands go. Cause you know, they walking past her out the door and smoke is just acting like he can't pull his hand away for whatever reason or whatever. And it's just, like I said, child, it's just the fucking disrespect for me. Like, bitch, you could have let this girl, he, his excuse was like, Oh, I didn't want to embarrass her. I wouldn't give a fuck who the fuck you got to embarrass. That ain't your bitch. That ain't your girl, excuse me. <laughs> that ain't your motherfucking girl. You need to let her motherfucking hand go. And me, if I was Kai, right? If I really respected um, the boundaries of people's relationships, I would have let his hand go. It wouldn't have been no big issue to me. But the doctor did say, like, there is no boundaries. Y'all can do what y'all want to do. Da, 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 da. I don't really feel like Alexia is really taken in this situation to the full extent and really... Um, understanding like, yo, you need to make the best out of this experience. Darren is doing exactly what the fuck he's supposed to do. He's actually going out and he's dating this woman. Like I said, if if dating aside, show aside, if he really had any respect for this woman, he wouldn't speak the way he speaks about her to this other woman at the end of the day. And he wouldn't allow her so much motherfucking access. Like he's just giving it all to her. Like he's just letting her know, like I'm listen, Listen, I'm giving you choosing signals. I'm letting you know very much that I'm interested in you. Like he's not, he's, he's very much easy and and gullible as fuck. And my whole thing is like, if he doesn't understand that Kai is asserting herself, now that you'd have made it very clear that you're just super and uber interested in her. Like I said, if they would have met all circumstances of him, like really being single, I would definitely say like, yes, him and Kai really need to be together, but that's not the case. This is a show based off of people who have been in long-term relationships who are trying to see whether they're going to go forward and get married or who are, you know, should essentially go their different ways. And because you are in a relationship, I think you need to understand that you should just do, you should just respect your situation. You know what I'm saying? And Kai is giving me side bitch Jezebel energy and, you know, yeah, (laughs) Whether she knows it or not, it's funny because this whole time Kai been this fun girl. I'm 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 to the end of the goddamn season pretty much. I only think it's like one or two episodes left. But it's funny, right? This whole time Kai has been like this fun girl, the super, you know, chill, da da da, like his typing on Senate third. And she finally came to him and told him, like, yo, like, um, I'm not, do I look like the kind of girl who's, who's going to be left on the side and all of this down the third and smoke did not like that. It's just like, yes, girl, 
you thought that you was gonna smoke is not gonna hop out of the situation and jump into another serious one with you that's not what the fuck he's planning on fucking doing you are supposed to be the fun girl the girl who who is not expecting much of a commitment from him and once darren seen that he was like oh fuck i need to take a step back because now she's that's what i that's what i said did i not say this like two episodes ago when a bitch is a side bitch, whether it's for a week, whether it's for a month, or whether it's for 10 years, essentially she's going to want to assert herself as your girl. I don't understand why this is rocket science to niggas. Like, niggas be really feeling like, oh yeah, shorty gonna be side? Nah, no, 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 no. It's just certain kind of women that you just can't play with like that. And I definitely feel like Kai is that kind of girl. I feel like she's going to milk this kind of situation. Um, I feel like she would be the side bitch for you know, a specific kind of nigga, but not for him. But what I'm saying is, I think that that Kai, you know, has a strategy. She's definitely, she definitely knows how to assert herself. She definitely know how to be that, you know, flirty, fun, you know, cool breeze, kind of like, you know what I'm saying? And give him that right, the, 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 the right amount of sexual tension, um, tension that, you know, is going to be intriguing to a man. But I don't think she, uh, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully she ain't give up the goods too fast. But like word on the street is, and word on these Instagram streets is, is that after the show wrapped, he definitely continued to see her, which I'm not surprised about, um, Alexia just needs to understand, Shorty, it's been 14 years. This man is not going to marry you. And then on top of that, I heard he had side babies throughout y'all little breaks and shit. Listen, I thought a break was to figure out like if y'all want to be together, not for you to go out here and have all of these kind of different relationships with these different women and start different families. But child, I'll let these men tell it. This girl is crazy. Yo, Nova is a fucking trip. She is bugging the fuck out right now. I swear to God, I've never heard her make as much noise as she's making right now as I'm recording. <laughs> like she she tripping. Um But yeah, like I said, the show is very interesting. Um I don't know. I, I to be honest, the only people who I really feel like are going to stick together are Jessica and Eric. Um, I feel like, I really feel like they're equally yoked. They're both very much shallow people, but I feel like they can work through their problems. I really don't feel like they have big enough problems that they can't work out. Um, they just both need to be open to figuring out how they're going to go about doing them. Um, LaRonda and Sean definitely need to break up. Um, he uses this woman as a crutch and he very much is just like, yo, if, if she leave me, I'm gonna die. Like he's giving those kind of vibes, which is um which could be very toxic and manipulative. Um, I, I just don't recommend it. I feel like LaRonda is not really hasn't really come out of her shell and we don't really know who she is. We just have an idea of who she is. Like she's just very much just like straight laced, but I don't really feel like we see her like cut up and really like be herself just because her man is just so extremely fucking needy. And um Sean needs to seek fucking therapy. Um Alexa needs to break the fuck up with Darren um because he's definitely putting himself in a situation where he's just like, "Okay, you won't break up with me, so I'm going to definitely do shit for you to break up with me." Um he's just going to he's he's he is going to um uh, you know like trot after her like 
it was this one scene like when they were like in therapy or whatever and she got up and left and he like went after her. he didn't want to do that he just didn't want to look like the fucking bad guy this nigga darren is really doing this shit for a check and because he wants to get out of this fucking relationship but it's not because he wants to stay here for whatever reason he feels like him and his lady ain't compatible no more. And he, he met her like when she was like in her early, you know, twenties or whatever. And now she's a completely different woman. So she's evolved in some, to probably something that's completely different from when he met. And he wanted her to still remain that same kind of girl. And to an extent I can understand that, but you know, people grow older, people change, you know, the, the things that you require in a relationship become different. And I think he's still expecting her to be that young girl and she's not. I've even, I've went through it in my own situations where who I was when I was 22, 23 messing around with a man is not going to be the same woman I am when I'm, you know, 25 and 26. I'm, I'm, my mind is in a whole different place. I have different ambitions. I have different things that I expect out of you. And, you know, as a couple, you have to evolve with each other you know even even the things that you know somebody requires of me uh that I don't have I don't have a problem with you know assessing the situation and feeling and 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 pretty much being molded into the kind of person not not really molded let me not use that I don't mind um assessing the situation and essentially becoming the kind of person that my partner needs if I feel like it's not really taking me much out of my motherfucking way as long as it's not like no outrageous shit and they not demanding of me like this crazy kind of stuff and usually it's really not usually it's small stuff when it comes to the things that people want us to change about ourselves so you know I don't mind being agreeable when it comes to that but they're gonna have to understand like there's gonna be certain things that I don't like about you that I'm willing I, I want you to change too you know so yeah, I think everybody needs to break up except for Derek and, and Jessica. Funny enough, the most shallow couple. I hope they stay together. But I really feel like they deserve each other, not for nothing. I really do. Um, and yeah, so that's my whole wrap on that. But it is this other show that I just started watching. It's called, uh, it's an anime, y'all. I know a lot of, I don't know. I don't know how many of y'all like watch anime and shit like that, but I like it. So, um, it's this show called Death Parade. Child, the first episode, <laughs> the first episode, funny as hell. If you liked Death Note, you're definitely gonna like Death Parade, child. So, I'm watching this shit, right? And there's this man and woman, they come over this elevator, and it's this bartender, and he's basically telling them, like, they have to play this game, and if they don't play this game, that the, um, the consequences might be fatal keep that in mind so they start playing this game and it's like this uh this dartboard with all of these different organs on it and they have to play to get to like a certain number or whatever the case so um they're playing like this game and all of a sudden third and true the i don't want to tell the i don't want to tell the thing but all of these different truths about them start coming out and when they first get off of the elevator, you might think like they're all like hunky dory child. <laughs> this ain't that. So these different truths start coming out about them. And it's less about, you know, us making it out of here together, but more about me winning this motherfucking game so I can stay alive type shit. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, <laughs> it was this one. It was this one motherfucking scene. Well, this girl, 
well, his girl, his wife, actually, she, um, she was making it seem as if their relationship was something and it wasn't. And this nigga said, you motherfucking bitch. Like, <laughs> he was running towards this bitch. And then these strings kind of like attached to him to like try to pull him back and shit like that. Cause he was, he was definitely finna strangle this bitch. And, um, yeah, for the, for the, like so far for the first four episodes, they are like really like, oh shit. Like it really had reeled me in. It kind of has slowed down a little bit, but hopefully it'll pick back up. But yeah, the show is called Death Parade. It's, it's on Funimation. I'm not really sure if it's on um, Netflix, but if you have Funimation, you definitely want to check it out. I'm telling you, like the first episode, I was like, oh no, we got to watch a different one and a different one and a different one and a different one. I'm telling you, like, um, I know a lot of people don't be in like to anime and shit like that for whatever reason, but I'm open to watch anything that's pretty much interested in me. But yeah, that's all I have for today. I hope you guys really fucking enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm actually recording this on a Sunday. I, I, I've been going through a lot this weekend with the whole allergy situation, just noticing how fucked up my skin actually fucking is. Um just feeling sick. Uh, I slept, I slept most of this motherfucking weekend. I'm not even gonna hold you. I gotta, oh yeah. Um, so I got a new job, um, <laughs> because my actual job ends on the 26th, which is tomorrow, Monday. What? Isn't it? Right? Um, it ends on, the, yep, it ends on tomorrow, and it's crazy how they decided to, like, just tell, and I, under, I, listen, I understand that this is, this was a contract position. The position has, you know, been um what it was since january and i did know that i was going to be coming to an end soon but they also did send us out an email basically saying that you know it was going to be extended into december now um what one of the supervisors had basically informed me is just like it was funny how and she my old supervisor is getting the axe too which is crazy because listen listen my old supervisor i don't mean to call her name out but my old supervisor knew her shit or whatever so i think it's just like i said i think it's just like downsizing and just like keep keeping certain people or whatever the case but um she was saying like it's funny how they sent us out this email saying that you know our jobs were going to be ex- uh, extended but they never ever sent us any paperwork so i'm like yeah that's true but it's funny enough yo funny and fucking enough how how the world works it's like i was saying like yo i'm not going back out into the field like i i i've I invested money into this computer. I finally adjusted to this lifestyle of working from fucking at home. I'm not going back out into the field. So what I did, I literally downloaded the Indeed app. And um, it's funny because the same day my snoo, because I had within the last three weeks, it's so dumb. For the last six months, I've had the same supervisor. And then my last two weeks that, uh, that I'm pretty much, not even two weeks, but the last three or four weeks of this assignment like they assigned me a different supervisor weird I don't know but anyway when I was in my team meeting with the new supervisor and shit like that I'm telling her the situation like yeah like I'm about to be out of here on the 26th she was like wow for real so she started getting you know anxious too like oh shit like you know maybe I need to start looking at all this out of there because like I said it, it literally it's a contract position that can hit you out of nowhere a whole bunch of like dumb shit was going on in the background like at first um, my, my first supervisor was basically saying like, okay, 
even if they extend the contract or for whatever reason they decide to end it, they'll pay you for the duration of the time that you were supposed to spend on the contract. So naturally when, um, my agency had called me, I had some questions and that was one of the questions. Um, and they were basically like, Oh, so who the super, who was the supervisor who told you this and all of a sudden third and blah, blah, blah. Listen, I ain't no snitch. All I said was her name is Chelsea. That could literally be anybody. And they didn't press the issue, right? So I, I I hit her up on her phone. I didn't even fucking hit her up on the fucking um team shit because you know they could keep a track of everything. Well, people who work from home or work call center jobs, you already know. So I hit her up on the back end, like, yo, like these I'm just letting you know. Um, my agency is just asking me different questions and stuff like that. Cause I had asked them about what you had told me in the beginning about them paying out for the duration of the contract, even if they decide to cut it short. So she was like, nah, that's, that's legit what they told us. But she was just like, nah, I appreciate you coming to me and all of a sudden a third. So I'm just like, yeah, they decided to put pressure on me and ask for your, um, last name. Like, just know, like, I'm, I'm letting you know right now, like, it's not on some like blindsided shit, but they never, they never pressed me about it. And I never brung it up because like I said, I didn't want to throw her underneath the bus because as far as I'm concerned, <clears throat> she always been a good ass supervisor. So it wasn't no, it wasn't no need to. And then on top of that, like the new position. Oh yeah. That's what I was saying. So, uh, I literally downloaded the ND app. I was talking in the group chat um, in a group meeting with my new supervisor, like, yeah, I'm leaving on the 26th. She was like, yo, just start filling out applications everywhere. All of the, all of the agencies. So that's exactly what the fuck I did. Nigga, less than 24 fucking hours. I got a job offer and I start on the 16th. So I'm happy about that. Um, I do have to take my, my um, um, uh, piss test and all of that stuff, but y'all know I don't fucking smoke and do none of that shit and whatever. Um, and I ain't never killed nobody. So my, uh, <laughs> my background is, is, is cool and peachy on that. They actually going to ship me out the equipment and I'm excited to start this new journey and shit like that. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to land on my motherfucking feet. Cause I'm always an optimist about my different kind of situations. I don't ever want to, st- I don't ever want to stay too stuck in the mud about things because yo, perception is not motherfucking reality. It's, it's not, you know, whatever I want, I can absolutely have. I just understand that it takes time, whether it's 24 hours or whether it's 24 fucking months. Hatiana is going to get what the fuck Hatiana wants. And that's period. <laughs> anyway, I'm super excited. Um, and yeah, I hope y'all wish me luck. I wish my, I wish all the luck in the world to my old supervisor. Like I said, she was super dope. I only had like one thing about her, like at the end, you know, of us having a time, but that's neither here nor there. Like she still like was solid as fuck. And she actually was the person who always like told me like, yo, you can do this. You can do that in the dirt because I know for the longest time, like I will always get like my scores back and you know, for the month, no, for like the week or whatever, because, you know, they're going to go over your ACW, or uh, is that what it's called? They're going to go over your ACW or whatever just to, you know, grade you, like, on your calls, your adherence, all of that kind of different stuff. And my shit was always, like, around, like, 92, 95, and I'm like, yo, how do I get to 100? And she told me, and she told me the different things, like, every time we would have, like, our weekly meetings, she just told me all of the things that I could brush up on just to do better, because, you know, um... QA is just like sticklers about different shit. And it just is what the fuck it is. You could do everything a hundred percent right. But if you say like a word off, or if you don't ask like somebody, like, do you have any more questions, even though you completed the call perfectly, that can fuck up your QA score. So I listened to her and listen, I was getting hundreds 
I was either in hundreds, um, hundreds or in the high nineties because she just always just kept me on my shit. So for that, I'm always going to be appreciative of her. And I don't ever mind getting constructive criticism for anybody who's, you know, just helping me become a better agent at my job. You know, um, even when it comes to this podcast shit, I know that I be fucking up a lot. I be stumbling over my words sometimes. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Listen, I've been doing this consecutively straight since January. And there's always going to be stuff that I'm going to fuck up at. If I'm talking about doing this shit for the long term and I go back and compare year one to year five, I'm going to be exponentially better. But I have to make these mistakes. I have to, you know, obviously better prepare myself and, you know, lay things out so that it can be seamless for me. But there's going to be bumps in the road. Every week is not going to be like the spectacular week where I'm going to hit all of these crazy numbers and shit like that. It's literally just a fucking grind. You have to keep grinding to get what the fuck you want. And you just have to prepare yourself for sometimes failing. But I don't ever see myself as failing in any fucking thing I do. I told y'all, whatever the fuck Hatiana wants, Hatiana's gonna get. Whether it's my skin clearing up, whether it's the body that I fucking want, whether it's me having a, a good situation with the person that I'm talking to, if I really put my mind to it, I can get whatever the fuck I want. As long as, you know, I'm doing whatever whatever it is I'm supposed to do, even if I don't get those motherfucking things, if, if I don't, if I'm... Even if I don't get necessarily or it's not uh, the the road path of like the outcome of that I wanted to be, it doesn't fucking matter to me because at the, at the end of the day, I'm just always going to reach my goals. I'm always going to have everything I want because I have that kind of fucking personality where I feel like I'm fucking unstoppable, period. You know what I'm saying? Like even me de- being down in the dumps about my fucking skin and my weight and all of these other kind of different things that are, you know, obviously, you know, a hindrance on my self-confidence because as a woman, we're supposed to be these pretty and dainty and in shape and all of these kind of fit and all of these kind of different motherfucking things. I cannot um, hate myself for how I am right now. I can just put in the fucking work, stop being a fucking baby about it and move fucking forward. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, I I can't get anywhere complaining about, you know, my misfortune right now. That's never helped me in the past and it's not going to help me now. So even with my, you know, road on my podcast and just, you know, trying to form sentences the right fucking way and, you know, structure different episodes and shit like that. Like, listen, this is all a learning process for me. I don't, like I've been telling you, I don't have no fucking media training. I literally just get on here, say what the fuck I feel and get the fuck off. And some of y'all really appreciate that. And I'm going to always fuck with y'all for it. Trust me. I'm going to always fuck with y'all for it. But I know I done ran it too motherfucking long. So I want to say that, um, I obviously appreciate y'all for tuning in for episode eight and hopefully y'all will join me for episode nine. Again, I love and appreciate y'all so motherfucking much. Make sure that you subscribe to the at hard pill at the hard pill podcast page on Instagram. My scared money don't make money page on Instagram as well. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, give them, if you've been tuning in all of these goddamn weeks, just give me the nine ninety nine, Okay. You know what I'm saying? I got a business just like you got a business too. We trying to listen. We trying to run it the fuck up, you know, believe in me. Like I believe in y'all I've, I've shown support to everybody who I love and appreciate and respect. So I expect the same thing in return. Um, a lot of this shit is not easy, especially when it comes to like editing and different things like that. So I just want to be compensated for my time and I don't ever, I'm not ever going to apologize for ever doing that. So yeah, if you, um, 
want to, if you can, go to the Anchor page and subscribe for the $9.99 a month if you are, you know, here every single week. And yeah, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hard Pill Podcast. And again, I am your host, Hatiana, and I love that you allowed me some of your time today. Follow and turn on all your post notifications for all updates. You can reach me at the Hard Pill Podcast on Instagram, and you can also follow my personal page, which is Scared Money Don't Make Money. That's S-C-A-R-E-D-M-O-N-E-Y. D-O-N-T-M-N-E-Y. You can also DM me with all your questions and any topics that you guys would like to discuss. And if you would like to donate to the pod, you can cash at me personally at H-E-N-N-Y-F-I-N-E-S-S-E-E. That's H-E-N-N-Y-F-I-N-E-S-S-E. Love you guys. Bye.